So welcome, you guys. I think most of you know me, but in case you don't, my name is Chloe Balatori. I am a communication and relationship expert. I'm a graduate of Princeton University and Pat Allen's Want Institute. I've written three books on this subject. Um, How to Live, Find Love and Keep It is my first book, and that has all the basics of it, of this work. Um, my second book is New Ways of Being, The Pain of Change, because once you start doing this work, this work is meant to provoke a catharsis. So once you start doing this work, you start to go through pain because any kinds of change, even change for the better, causes pain. And the brain rewires itself on pain. And so this, that my second book is really about navigating change once it starts. Um, because even when our dreams come true, it can be really uncomfortable um, just because it's unfamiliar, right? And for those of us who've had trauma, a lot of times when we do get what we want, we spend most of the time... <laughs> worrying about when the other shoe is going to drop. So I help people sort of break that as well. Um, and my third book is Secrets to a Good Marriage, What is Love? All of those are available on Amazon. And I'm going to put my credentials into the chat right now. So that if you guys do want to do some more research when this is over, you can. Okay. You check out my website. I put original content usually up on Instagram and TikTok every day. Um, I also teach this work a few times a year. We just started our module one, so I won't be doing that again for a while, but you can still try and sign up at that link. Um, and then, you know, if it fills up, maybe I'll do it faster. Okay, so what is this work? What am I talking about? I use tools that I learned um, from Pat Allen, who was my mentor, and she created a system called transaction. I'm sorry, called androgynous semantic realignment. And I also use tools from Eric Burns transactional analysis. Um, since I've been doing this work for 10 years, I, or over 10 years now, I have created several tools myself as well. And so I use those. Now, this work is all based on pretty established scientific and psychological scholarship. But what's new and what's unique about this work are the tools to execute on this that scholarship. And this is what is really the secret sauce. This is what really gives you a level up when you start doing this work, is when you start understanding the dynamics of masculine and feminine, also known as yang and yin. You know, and the yin, yang, yang, yin, that philosophy, that is, you know, thousands and thousands of years old. Um, it was funny, actually, I was watching Antiques Roadshow and I saw um, a Native American blanket that was being presented, you know, and asked to be valued. And they were talking about the different designs and this blanket was, you know, probably 300 years old. And the, 
they were pointing out even in this blanket the qualities of yin and yang in the color scheme so you know i'm not the first person to um recognize this stuff but like i said what's unique are some of the tools um that we have to execute on this scholarship. Okay, so what is the scholarship? What am I talking about? Masculine and feminine. Well, who cares? Okay, the most successful relationships, including the relationship with yourself, are those that are balanced, specifically balanced between masculine and feminine energies. Now, that's just the nature of what we're dealing with here on this planet, right? And everything on this planet is kind of organized um, around duality. We have night and day, we have pain and pleasure, um, we have change and stasis, and a lot of times people complain that, um, you know, they don't want to have pain or they don't want to have negative emotions. Sometimes people will come to me and say, how do I, how do I stop having negative emotions? If you want to have positive emotions, then you're going to have to get used to having negative emotions as well. Okay, so it's not like we're trying to get rid of things, but we're trying to bring ourselves into balance so that we don't have what are called dystonic reactions that don't serve us and end up sabotaging our relationships when what we want to do is support ourselves, right? And to ultimately to get what we want out of life. Um, so what we're looking for is this balance between masculine and feminine in the relationship and in yourself. Now, this balance often gets thrown off by childhood trauma. And so that is what I also help people with is sort of navigating the effects of childhood trauma, because anything that happens between the ages of zero to 12 will have a greater effect on you than anything that happens after that because of the critical windows of development that occur during that time. So, you know, that's why they compare oftentimes the trauma of combat veterans. I mean, people who have been in some of the most violent situations in the world with child abuse victims. Both of these groups have PTSD. Um, now, the good news is we can recover from trauma. This is, uh, we've known this for 20, 30 years, probably. Um, we now know that the brain is plastic and it can change. Um, Freud did not think that. He pretty much thought we were cooked by age three and definitely by age 12. But we can change. It's challenging. It requires repetition. And it takes a little while. Ultimately, it takes longer than you want it to. And it takes a lot of awareness and courage as well. And it's not the kind of courage that you get, you know, blue ribbons for, but the rewards are basically freedom from triggers. Triggers, you know, which are always a hearkening back to some older event. Okay, so when we talk about masculine and feminine, I want to give a brief definition, then I'm going to open it up to questions. Um, but I want to give a brief definition first, because there's a lot of misunderstanding about these terms. And look, one's not better than the other. Sometimes people are like, oh, why does that have to be called feminine? Or why does that have to be called masculine? Um, these are just the terms that we have in the English language. So if you don't like feminine and masculine, you can use yin for feminine and yang for masculine. And those are a little less charged 
um, terms. But when we talk about feminine, what we're talking about is the right brain, the artistic brain. This is the side of us that is feeling. This is passive, patient, vulnerable, the world of sensuality and spirituality. This energy is in the world to make it fun, but it's not of the world. It's like air, flowers, okay? It's, it's receiving energy. Then we have the left hemisphere of the brain, which is the logical, linear, single-minded thinking world versus the other side, which is more the feelings world, right? The thinking world, this side, the masculine, we're often in our masculine side when we're at work because it's competitive, conquering, controlling. Our masculine is giving, nurturing, taking care of. Um, this energy, masculine energy is very much of the world. And a good metaphor for masculine energy is bricks. Okay, so these are the basic definitions of feminine and masculine. We are all of us both. As women get older, we become a little bit more masculine because of hormone drop-offs. As men enter andropause, they become a little more feminine because of hormone drop-offs. However, every person is unique and different. And so it doesn't matter really. There are some women who are just naturally very masculine. And there are some people born with penises who are very feminine. So it's not like you have to be masculine. It's not based on your organs, basically. You know, it's based on what your authentic energy is. And if you know the yin-yang symbol, there's that slope in it. So you know that this energy is always in flux. And it's it's kind of like um, the particle and the wave of physics. You know, you have both properties kind of happening at the same time. When yin energy maxes out, it becomes yang. And when yang energy maxes out, it becomes yin. And that's signified by those two dots that are always in the opposing colors on the yin yang symbol so people who have a very strong feminine side and a very strong masculine side who are often having arguments between their heart and their head um these are really what are alphas like when we're talking about alphas in a psychological sense alphas are not bullies and that's what has sort of, you know, colloquial become known as alphas alphas are really people who have a strong feminine side and a strong masculine side and so this work is very appealing because it helps us it gives us a rubric for decision making and specifically for awkward situations and conflict resolution um and that's where this work really really shows itself um I've found this work myself when I was about 10 years into my marriage I'm now 20 years married and when I saw what it could do, I actually saw the results of it before I even learned what the work was. And, and I saw incredible, incredible results in my neighbor whose whole life turned around in like three years. Um, she got a great job and she got married and all of it. Um, and so I just thought, God, I <laughs> whatever she's doing, I want to get me some of that. Um, and then when I started the work and I started learning about it, um, I found not only was I really good at it, but I was so, it was so gratifying because you really do see results. You get homework, you see results. Um, 
And it's not just like going to a therapist where you talk about your problems and somebody listens to you and maybe they agree, maybe they disagree, but you don't, nothing really ever changes, you know, and it's, it's every, all of us need to be heard and to be seen. And so that is valuable in its own right, but it's not, um, it's not that helpful over the long term, if you want to see changes in your life, because seeing changes in your life really does take active effort and a lot of awareness. Okay, so now I'm going to open it up for questions. You can raise your hand. You can put a question in the chat. Um, it can be anything about relationships, about friendships, about family. And as you guys know, I love to hear your updates. Okay. Hi, Lee. Hey, can you hear me okay, Chloe? Yeah, I can hear you. How are you? Good to Hi see there. you. Good to hear you. You too. It's good to see you and hear you and everyone else here. Um, I um, I had a question for you about um, your thoughts, you know, on, on uh, when you meet someone, uh, letting it sort of just unfold organically letting a connection i mean as i'm not saying not to use the methods and tools that you you share with us but i'm saying what are your thoughts on just kind of letting things fall into place when you've when you're meeting some people because i uh, have learned a lot about myself as you know <laughs> mm-hmm. i've learned a lot about myself i've had some very positive powerful changes in the last year and a half largely thanks to you and a couple of other meetups I'm in and, uh, but also just real life stuff that I go do. And so I, what I'm finding Chloe is I, um, I like to take my time. Um, I'm not like a lot of these alpha men that are constantly chasing tail. I'm really more like the lone, the Sigma guy, the lone wolf type guy and I really like to take my time to get to know a woman because my traumas have been from the dating apps. I think I shared that. Yeah. And so um, I'm getting about, this is about a month ago, if you can believe this, COVID finally got me. Mm-hmm. After, after all this time, I, it finally, I, I finally caught the stupid virus. <laughs> And so I was out for a couple of weeks, just recovering, you know, taking care of myself, isolating and doing my, my duty to help prevent other people from getting it. And my, but my energy's back now. I feel better than ever. And um, I'm getting my strength. Remember, I think we talked about how um, the signals to look for and how it was a little overwhelming. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Once you started seeing the signals, then you were a little overwhelmed with the intensity of yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God, I completely missed that. I mean, it, of course, that was exactly what Chloe's talking about. But here's the deal. So I'm I'm getting my strength back. I'm able to see the signals. I'm and I'm I'm meeting people, some people in real life, and I'm having a nice time, but I'm not pushy. I'm not, how do I say this? I I don't want to necessarily follow a script, you know. Mm-hmm. But when I say when I when I approach people, but um I'm just curious to know your thoughts about letting something unfold organically, taking your time to just casually get to know people. Cause there's a couple of people I'm talking to in these social circles I'm involved in. And 
and uh, you know, I I don't want to seem pushy, and I'm just okay. I'm just so, okay. I'm kind of getting my space too with it. What are your thoughts on that, as opposed to just jumping in and? Okay, so thank a you. A couple things. So first of all, I want you to recognize how different you are, because when we first started, like over like a year ago, you all you just wanted to do was get a girlfriend. And now you're really like, oh, okay, there's a lot of women out here. So I'm going to take my time, right? So you've changed a little bit. So that also means, you know, that your strategy is going to change. Do you still want to get to have a girlfriend or are you just like me? And just to clarify, just to clarify, when I first came to your group, I didn't want to meet anybody at all. Right, right, right. You were like- very reclusive. I didn't super hesitant, but this- Right. At first you were just a note taker. You were just here to listen. I was just watching, kind of checking it out. <laughs> That's right. But then I started to apply these these principles, these techniques in my real in my social life, and I noticed it was working. And then I, but there have been a lot more changes too. But yeah, yes, and it's right. provoked a yeah, and that's what it's meant to do. You start to make changes, and it, and it does provoke a catharsis in you and a change in you. But you make some of those changes first, and then you know. And so recognize how different I am. Yeah. So, okay. So there's that, but I just wanted to say that, um, off the top. So now you're kind of, you know, you're in a different situation where you have women, you know, a bunch of women you can choose from. Are you, if you're interested in somebody, are these people that you are already set up to be seeing regularly? Like there's yes. okay. So they're then in a social circle to- that meets weekly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you don't have to work as hard to see them and to get to know them. Right. Exactly. Okay. So just let it unfold organically. And when you're motivated, I mean, the problem occurs when it's like, you're not going to see the person, you know? Right. Right. But if, you know, take your time, get to know these women. I think now you have um, a different set of criteria than you had before, or you know yourself a little better, you know better what you want and what you don't want in a woman. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we've had a few conversations about that. Hmm. So, you know, take your time, get to know these women. As long as you're seeing them regularly, things will either start to build or they won't build, but nothing's going to happen organically. Obviously, if you're never having contact with people. So I think that's fine. Um, Sometimes you can miss your window. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. The the way you phrase that, that's hilarious. (laughs) so sometimes you can wait too long, you know, and then by the time you make your move, the girl's like, Hey, I was interested in you six months ago and you didn't do anything. Um, That's a good point, you know, and be wary of hiding behind like a checklist. Yeah. um, Which is keeping you from intimacy. You know what I'm saying? Because you could be using it you or anyone, I'm not saying, but you know, you could be using it as a little bit of a crutch to hide behind, which will prevent you from being in an intimate relationship. Look, if you're looking for perfect, you're going to wind up alone. So at That's some right. point you're going to have to compromise. Yes. And, they're not you know, perfect. No one. Even yeah, me. You know, expect to get like 60, 70% that if you get 60 to 70% of what you want, you're in good. Yeah. One of my, one of my, I, w- I went through a, uh, this was about 10 years ago, I talked with a a marriage and family therapist coaching me through a relationship. And she posed an interesting question to me 
about the relationship at the time. This was like 10 years ago, 12 years ago. She said, the question to ask yourself, especially as you're getting serious, right, is, is this someone you could joyfully spend the rest of your life with? And I, I, I love that question because, I mean, it's like, you know, as I get to know a person, mm-hmm. you know, I guess, you know, like you said, like 60, 70 percent is, is a goal is that's a jackpot. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there will be no perfect person. I don't want a perfect person. Um, but um, anyway, I, I don't want to go on too long here. No, I, I think that's good. I mean, ideally, you want somebody who brings out the best in you and you bring out the best in them and that together you're better than you are alone. You know, right. Is she want to be a safe life, not the focus of my life, but do we complement each other's lives? Exactly. Come with the E, the complimentary energy. And then, you know, being a safe harbor because the world is kind of can be a tough place, you know, so you want somebody who's kind of got your back, you know? Well, I appreciate that. I will. What I'll do is I'll try to within two to three. I mean, I'm just kind of meeting these people within about two to three weeks. And I think, in another week or so, if if I get good communication opportunities, I probably will use these tools at that time. Okay. Now, once I feel, because I have to feel safe too, you know, I want to feel comfortable. I can spot that shit crazy pretty fast. <laughs> right. So listen to your intuition and now you have this work. So you're even like a step ahead. Yeah. You know, and, and you'll have well, different insight. Thank you so much. You're a darling. And I, I have questions about your modules, but I can email you about that. Okay, that's fine. Or you can, I mean, you can ask. If, well, if I was just curious about have they started and what's the cost? Yes. Okay. So um, we just started the module one last weekend and it's $45 a week and it's a four week commitment. So it's 180 total. Perfect. You can find out more about it, like the whole description on my website or um, on my Instagram. Is there, do you use the video cameras in the modules or not? Yes. We turn on the cameras. Those oh, are totally confidential. Um, everybody agrees to keep them confidential. Um, I and just, I just dropped a ton of cash. I just bought my first new computer in like 16 years and I'm dying to use this, this, this camera. It's like so nice. This Mac. I got. <laughs> so I'm excited. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm sign up. You should sign anything. up. We'll, All right. we'll be starting another one sooner than you know. I mean, it'll right, be- we'll do it. We'll okay, do it. Good. We'll good. Thank you so much. I'll pass. You are so welcome. And yeah, you guys can learn more about that at, here, I'll put it. Oh, it's already in the message, but um, I'll put it in again. You guys can uh, look into that a little bit more because it's a really good introduction to this work. We go over the basics. I go a little deeper. We have a, a longer meeting and then I always work with each person and it's a small group. It's like four, five, six people max. Maximum is six. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in that, it's a really unique way to kind of apply. People like it because you can apply the um, theory like right in the moment to your life. Okay. Wendy. Hello. Hi, welcome. How are you? Um, How can I help you? So I've had two dates with this more masculine guy, which was my goal was to go out with someone more masculine. Excellent. And um, so I'm hanging in there and the good news is I'm not ending things, even though I'm not having fun. Okay. 
um, my, my sister said, um, let them end it because usually I do. Um, okay. So that's good that I'm hanging in there. But yeah. I'm okay. So, you know, I, I would just cap it at three dates if you're not having fun. Uh, if after three dates you're not having fun, maybe maximum five dates. Don't keep torturing yourself or him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. Don't cut it off right away. Okay. So, okay. That's thanks. That's good advice. Um, so yeah, questions about like masculine and feminine. So, um, and a quick question. So about like, like, you know, you talk about consciousness and duality. So like in um, non-dual spirituality, like we're taught to like observe our feelings, not to cherish them. And yes. I'm, yeah. Yes. So this I, is like kind of a. I, I'm really glad you brought this up. This is such a nuanced point, and I'm. I appreciate you bringing it up. Yes, non-dual life. That is. Um. It's kind of a. It's just a little bit of a semantic confusion. It's not really in conflict with that. Really, to transcend duality, you do need to recognize it first. So the consciousness that comes about from the balance of that duality of the feminine and masculine that's what enables you to transcend it now if you're talking about then we get into kind of some other spiritual so i that's kind of what's meant by non-dual life in a general spiritual sense now in some spiritual traditions you're absolutely right you get to a point where you just observe things and you don't act on them Right. But that's a very specific kind of life. And I don't think it's the one, I mean, that I, that's not for just like lay people. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I got, I mean, I don't know. Like in meditation, we're taught to just observe and to sort of be um, non-attached, you know, so certainly not cherishing. Right. And that, and a hundred percent, there is that time for that to just observe your thoughts. And um, I really like the spiritual teacher Muji, if you're familiar. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of what I go by and very much that you are not your thoughts. You are not your feelings, but you are really just the awareness. You're the watcher, right. That comes, mm. that, that observes that. Um um, so, you know, yeah, it's not really in conflict. It's just like a different angle of looking at it to do, to take any action in life. You have to have that awareness first so that you make sure that your actions are aligned with your thoughts and feelings. So there's definitely that period you know, Muji's living like a very different kind of life. And it, it, but he still, you know, he still needs to eat food and he still needs to, um, he's still married, you know, and he still wants to have sex. He's married? Yeah. And so, you know, there is that, I think it, you know, there is that in meditation where you just observe, but then when you're in your regular life, Ideally, you're taking those observations and then you're acting upon them. It's very hard to affect change in your life without taking any action. 
And I know there are spiritual traditions in which you just like sit in the mountain and meditate and you just wait for your student to come to you. Um, and that has its own merit, but that's not this necessarily. And mm -hmm. if you feel called to do that, by all means do that. But that's not, um, I don't think that's above just living a regular life um, or what, you know, whatever in spiritual traditions, it's often called the householder's life. Um, and I think, unfortunately, a lot of spirituality or certainly those, some of those principles about, um, you know, give before you receive and some of these, some of these aphorisms that come from religion, unfortunately, are largely misunderstood, you know, and so, you know, giving before you receive, for example, that one doesn't really work if you don't have anything to give. And it depends if you're masculine and it depends if you're feminine, whether or not that's appropriate for you, because men need to do good to feel good, but women need to feel good to do good first. Mm -hmm. And that's what else I was going to say about some of these spiritual traditions is a lot of them are very male centric. And there's not always a lot of room for female disciples. But I mean, you know, if you're interested in that, by all means, go in that direction. Um, but I just, I don't think that that kind of life is necessarily superior to just a regular life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Can I ask you about this guy. Yeah. Ask me about this guy. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm realizing why I haven't wanted to date masculine men. They, I'm finding them intimidating. And I'm wondering if um, I'm just trying to understand like the benefit of like a more masculine man, because what I'm finding is like, he's very logical and um, like, you know, if I, I don't feel comfortable being vulnerable right. about my feelings because he'll give me some logical response. He'll try to fix. Why do I need this? I'd rather have that feminine kind of guy who I wasn't attracted to. I mean, it wasn't working, but I mean, to talk about feelings. And then the other thing is most of the feelings that I'm having are pretty negative about myself. And, um, you know, I'm not, I, I, I don't feel comfortable telling him a lot. I've told him a little. Mm-hmm but not a lot. Um, so what well, that makes sense. Cause you don't know him yet. <clears throat> um, and so in the beginning, you know, a lot of it is listening and seeing if he, if he is worthy of trusting, or if you think you can build a, cause everybody can be an asshole, but if you think you can build a relationship based on trust with him, you know, do his words and deeds line up? Is he cherishing of your feelings when you do express the feelings that, you know, you do decide to share? Well, what, what does a man get a male energy give to someone who's has, you know, female feelings when they're talking about their feelings? I mean, if they're rational and logical, what is it that he would give that would be of his masculine energy that would benefit me? Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it depends on the feeling, you know, it, if you say you're cold, maybe he could give you a blanket, you know, it, it depends what you're expressing, you know, and there's that nuance that that difference between feelings and emotions, which are feelings are a little more um, emotions are a little more transient feelings are a little bit more deep seated. Um, 
in general, but like if I say I'm insecure, you know, I'm feeling insecure or I'm feeling, you know, ashamed or that kind of thing. Right. Well, it depends if he can do something or not. If if you're feeling insecure because you're underdressed, maybe he can take you home and you could get dressed, right? No, it's like I'm insecure about who I am, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. So that part, right. I mean, he's, you know, you can express that you feel insecure especially in relation if there's something that he's doing that is aggravating your insecurity um but if there's nothing he can do to fix it then sometimes you have to tell a man well you know i just want you to listen but you're kind of early on to just be telling him you know like i'm insecure i'm not you know what i'm saying if you're just dating does that does that make sense Kind of. I mean, I don't really know what to talk about except what's real and alive for me. Like, uh... right. Okay. So, first of all, you don't have to go with a guy who's only a hundred percent masculine. You should be looking for somebody who is balanced, but is wanting to be in the masculine in awkward situations or conflicts, like a little bit more masculine. You're probably because you are an alpha and you have a strong feminine and you're really smart, you have a strong masculine side, you probably going to need to be with an alpha who also has a strong feminine and a strong masculine side. Mm -hmm. So he's going to have to understand your spirituality. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. he can't just be like a banker who doesn't, who just thinks about money, for example, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So masculine, that's great. Yes, good. I'm glad you're experiencing that. But you know, you probably you specifically you, Wendy, from what I know of you are going to need somebody who also has that other who is an alpha who also has that other side as well. So at least that he can understand what you're talking about, you know? Yeah. Um, So see, you know, that might he may not be leading with that, but that side might come out after a few dates. Mm hmm. Okay, we'll see what um, happens on the third, and I'll. And as that. far as like expressing, you know, that you're insecure, it's true that like a lot of times with men, if they can't fix something, they don't know how to handle it, and so, um, you know, if that if that came up out of context, it might be it, it, it has the potential to cause a conflict. So maybe just um, you can still talk about, you know whatever but you know mostly you're going to be listening you're going to be answering questions i want you to be authentic i want you to be honest if that's what you want to express then express it i'm just if he starts to go into fix mode because you don't know him that well um then you just say yeah i hear you i totally hear you that is really good advice but i just I was just letting you know, I don't, I, I'm not actually asking for advice, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, like pray, like give him his respect because he's, it comes from a good place. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. You are so welcome. Thank you for sharing very deep questions. I like those. I really appreciate that. Okay. Is Neil here? Neil, I'm seeing your message in the chat. Okay. Good news. I made a phone call to my female classmate and we had a good conversation. Is it a good time to ask her out? Um, you know, you, that's up to you. 
try to steer the conversation. If you're talking about some kind of common interest, maybe you can steer the conversation into an event. Like if you guys are both talking about, you know, rock music, well, maybe there's a concert that you can go to. Or if you're talking about, you know, crystals, well, maybe there's a gem show you can go to. Does that make sense? So try to make it kind of try to work it into conversation in the most, in an organic way. And the most effective is either over the phone or preferably in person. Can you hear me now? Yep. Okay. Does that help? Am I, am I asking out or not? Well, yeah, ask her out, but, but work it into the conversation, like make it. So what do you guys talk about? Um, you said you're uh, having good conversations. We are practicing English. Oh, okay. Okay. That's perfect. So then tell her, think of a good place where you guys could go practice English, either go to a movie or go to a park, you know, and try to translate for each other and say, I, you know, say, I have an idea. How do you feel? about going to, you know, the park and listening to some conversations and practicing our English or whatever it is, or going to a restaurant, we can practice ordering or going to a mall, we can practice shopping and asking questions. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Try that. Um, I'll try that. And ask her, tell her, this is my idea. Don't forget to ask her, how do you feel about that? Okay. A whole field, me? No, you're going to say to the woman that you like, hey, I have this idea. Blobbity, blobbity, blob. Let's go do this. How do you feel? And then see what she says. Okay? Yep. Okay. And then let me know how it goes. Sure. Okay. Excellent. Thanks. You are welcome. And, you know, Neil... Oh, well, he disappeared now, but he's been on a on the path. So this is good progress. Okay. Okay, Chris. Unmute. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chloe. Oh, wow. Um, so Hi. I wanted to call. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How's it going? Okay, good. I came back. This is my second week. Right. Um, I am uh, reporting on my homework that you gave me. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so, so I went to a uh, meetup group. So the, the, the homework was to go uh, into uh, groups or to expose myself to people so that I can talk to them and um, maybe m- make a begin relationship. Right. Not, Get some numbers, a- make some plans. Yeah, just just friends, not uh, right. not uh, romance. Right. So um, I went to the one we went hiking uh, in Camarillo, and I um, it was good. I I started you know pretty positive because I was thinking about it, and kind of it makes you sensitive and aware of what uh, the situation is. Yeah. Right. Um, so that helps. And then um, just kind of there was a mix of men and women, um, kind of my age. I'm 55, um, so 50s, 60s, 70. 
Good. And yeah, and we started walking and I started getting a little bit nervous. And then um, like, uh oh, is everybody already like, you know, connecting with someone? And then kind of early on, someone ended up like someone that was with two other people slowed down and came over and like started walking next to me. And he was a 45 year old widower. Um, and uh, he, we just started talking and it was really touching because his wife had passed away like three years ago. And so he was going to the meetup too, to meet up pe with, with people after having been married for that long. Mm -hmm. And like, just like wow you know there's other people like me that um relationships aren't just about the opposite sex <laughs> they're right right there it's learning what people are like and so um but that was it and and we he talked um like a lot i listened a lot and i didn't get like super nervous or like offended well like why aren't you asking me about me Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't in that m mind frame, but like I was gonna, I was gonna ask. Well, do you, do you, do you want to say anything about that? No, I think that sounds good. I mean, I, <laughs> everything sounds good so far. You, you know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was, I was happy. I'm still, it's, I'm on the road. I'm just, just starting. So this was just like the first time. Um, I, I it made me think maybe for for a question was that when. You're talking with people and it seems like they're they're interested in talking about themselves a lot. That might be okay like once or maybe twice, but do you do you start wondering like is this the kind of relationship I want when Right. A hundred percent. So first way. of all, you know, I just I want to give you kudos because it's so true what you said last week. You know, when you when you're married for a long time, you kind of get rusty at making friends. And one of the great things about being single is you end up meeting a ton of people in pursuit of dates. Right. Um, so this is really good that you went on this meetup and you met this guy and he told you his life story. OK. And it was interesting and you were moved by it. Um, but yeah, of course, like if somebody only wants to talk about themselves all the time and you can't get airtime, ultimately that's going to be really boring. And even if, you know, I find honestly, cause you know, you're obviously like a thoughtful person and you, you know, you not into like too much superficial chit chat. So it's like, I really find that if people don't want to like open up, you know, and kind of go deep. Mm -hmm. Or like be somewhat self-revelatory about themselves, you know, mm -hmm. say something, then it's just really boring, right? There's a lot of people are really guarded. And so it's just like, what's the point of talking? Um, so, you know, I think as you have more of these experiences and you have more conversations, and obviously if you have another conversation with this guy, you'll know if it's just going to be one-sided or if you're going to get some airtime too, because the relationship, even a friendship has to be give and take, you, you know, if you guys mm -hmm. are both cherishing feelings and, you know, you trade off on that, or if you're doing a, a, a feelings uh, to two thoughts people then you trade off on that or if it's a feelings and a thoughts you trade you know that's usually a little easier to trade off on um but whatever it is yeah you got to get some airtime probably to express yourself so just see how it goes are you going to see him again uh i i know he's in that group and i'm going to do the group on sunday so chances are he'll be there but there was also a couple of other people that we talked right before in the group and they seemed super neat people 
to get to know. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of open, um, but I would still pursue with him because he's he's a totally cool person too. Okay, good. Okay, so yeah, let's just see how it pans out. And, you know, over time, you, I'm sure you're already aware of it, but I'm sure over time you'll you'll get more information of of on the data of the give and take that's happening. Yeah. Okay. Sound right. Stay tuned. <laughs> okay. I look forward to your results. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Okay. I always thought it was weird for me to have feminine traits. It's good to know it's balanced. Yes, it's a balance. Very much. Everybody's on this continuum. Okay. Um, okay. Raul. Hi, Chloe. I was just um, wanted to know. If, uh, I want to give a, a try a crack at, at answering Wendy's question earlier. I don't know if you want me to Okay. Okay. Let's hear what you have to say. Uh, I think she was commenting about like masculine energy um, being more thoughtful, analytical, and I think like the feminine energy being more feelings. But the way I see it is, I, I look at it more as um, giving and receiving as the 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 differences. And I think mm -hmm. that the the yang wants to be the giving to the receiver, the yang, the yin. And um, I think that if she just um concentrates more on that then i think she'd have more success in in her you know yes. pulling something yes. pulling something out of the day like even if you want like um to be consoled you know um if that's if the masculine identifies that you want to be consoled then that's something that he can give if the, if you know it's not about fixing it's just about giving and receiving even on an emotional level that's a really I, good point. Yes, I agree. Excellent. Thank you for saying that. All right. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, you don't have, women don't have to really work that hard on dates. You know, like I said, we're in kind of in the, in the listening mode. Um, so, okay. Hi, Susan. Hi, Chloe. <clears throat> How are you? How can I help you? I'm good, thanks. Well, <clears throat> I had a question. It kind of hearing Chris uh, say that about a guy, uh, talk too much about himself, makes me want to ask the question, so what can I do? Because I had that happen at my regular place I go to. And it was interesting because I was about to leave because nothing was really... <clears throat> presenting itself, I guess you'd say, right. person. And um, then this guy sat down next to me. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll stay a little longer. And right. at first, he seemed interesting. And he asked a little bit about me. But, oh, my gosh, he just went on and on talking about himself. And it's what you said. I got bored. I was just like, yeah. okay, I was ready to go half an hour ago. No, I'm really ready. You know, I just wanted to, and I needed to go to the bathroom. And I was just, all I could think was bathroom, out the door. <laughs> and right. that might have been a little rushed, but what could I say to kind of get him to ask me something or get me, it was at the very okay, end. So there's a, he's yeah. like, like, oh, my name is, and he wanted to shake my hand. I'm like, too late. I already wrote you off. <laughs> you know, he should have 
said something way earlier. You know, okay. even in the beginning, okay. he could have said, hey, I'm Tom. Right, or right, right. Whatever his name was. Okay. So this so, was, though, this was yeah. good. It was a good experience. It was a good exercise. You stayed, yes. listened, you waited. Okay. So there's a couple of things. So first of all, once you start feeling unhappy that you're there. Oh, yeah. You need to do something. Right. You need to cherish your yes. feelings. You need to take an action. Um, I think it was, a, I, if I look back, I would have used, oh, I need to use the bathroom as I could use that as an excuse yeah, Perfect. and just said, Hey, can you save my chair? I'm going to, I need to use the bathroom now back. I think I have a fear though of, Oh, he'll leave or you know, well, maybe he change. will, you know, maybe he will. Exactly. So what, so whoever yeah. you with, if they can't sustain interest while, while you're in the bathroom, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but the other, so that's the first thing. So I always want you to cherish your feelings. Okay. You know. Yep. I'm, I'm a little, because I don't do that. I think about right. the other person. Because you, you discount yourself and you ignore your feelings. Yep. And I was so, trying to be nice to him. Trying yeah. to be nice or whatever it is. Waiting to see if he's going to ask for my number or anything. Yeah. It's a really important part of, um, yeah, of this work. The feminine is is doing that is cherishing being able to cherish your own feelings and being wary of discounting them um okay yep. so that's the first thing the second thing is look sometimes guys start to go on and they don't know how to stop especially if they're nervous and it's the first time they're talking to you or the first couple times yes. that's why i say the duty dating the three dates because I mean, sometimes I have had many men come to me when they're just like, I don't know when to stop talking. I don't know when to stop. So yeah. again, going to the bathroom would have at least interrupted it. Right. Yeah. Even I've even talked to men who are like that with other men who are like, I can't get out of the conversation. I can't stop talking. I, you know. Okay. So that's, so that's one thing. The other thing is, again, nervousness can make you keep talking about yourself mm -hmm. and can get you a little myopic. So ideally, but I understand you were turned off, but ideally, you know, you, you could have given him a chance and then seen how he was on a date. You know what I'm saying? I know. Yeah. But I was, I, by that time you I, had to go to the bathroom. Cross that point, cross <laughs> that point of caring anymore. Now right. my need was to use the bathroom. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. So you see how that didn't lead like. Yeah, it's too bad. If, yes, if things had been different, if I cherished my feelings, yeah. after 15 minutes said, hey, I need to use the bathroom, I'll be back. It would have been interesting just to see what his reaction was. If you got back yeah. to the bathroom and he goes, okay, so then I graduated college and then I went to <laughs> you know, then you're just like, yeah. <laughs> he was really excited and happy about what I thought was hearing himself talk. But now hearing you is he probably was just excited. Maybe he hadn't talked to a woman in a while, but paid attention or whatever. Yeah. 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 And it's just, you know, again, that's why I say the three dates, because it can be nerve wracking when you like someone. And sometimes it's hard to put your best foot forward when you're nervous. Yes. Okay. So that's my comment on that. And do as far as do I say I didn't need to use the bathroom or didn't need to leave, how do I interject so that he asks something about me or let, gives me a chance to talk? Well, you were uncomfortable with what he was doing. 
So regardless of whether or not you had to go to the bathroom or you had to be home at a certain time, you wanted to leave, but you were uncomfortable because he was not listening to you. So just had to interfere with something. So you could have said, oh my God, that's the funniest story. I really enjoyed talking to you. I do have to get home right now. Um, but thank you so much for, you know, da, 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 da. And then just see if he, if he then said, oh, like, let me get your number or whatever. Right. Give him like a little quote, pre- preparation right. Give, for closure. Right. Give him a little stroke. So he knows you're not rejecting him. Oh right? yeah. But just, uh-huh. you're just interrupting this flow that he's in. Right. So it's not really a rejection, yeah. but you're just kind of stepping in and going, oh, okay, that's gone on a bit long, but not being <laughs> an asshole, you know, just being yeah. like, um, you know, just being like for you, for your own cherishing, you know, just like a little sick. Yes. Right. I wasn't cheering myself. He wasn't cherishing me. No wonder I wanted to leave. <laughs> right. I, exactly. No, exactly. I and then that built re- and that there. I think that's what torpedoed it because it started to be yeah. started to feel resentful. Even yeah. though you hadn't expressed your feelings, you were resentful that he wasn't cherishing them. So yeah. that's why you lost patience on him a little faster. But that's yep. and I got and I got nervous. Yeah. About you got nervous closure. too. Yeah. Yes. That's why that's why we do the duty dating. That's the practice part. Um, okay. So yeah, really, I mean, you know, every story, every time you make an update, we're getting closer. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. It's hard. Yeah. It's well, just, and it's, I did, yeah, yeah, also as an update, um, on another outing, I um went to go check out a place I thought might be a good because I need sort of another place, maybe to kind of do my hour of sitting or whatever. So oh, okay. I went to check out a place. And even though it wasn't, I was like, no, nah, this isn't going to work. Um, I saw another place on my way and I was like, oh, I'll go back to that place now and check it out. And, you know, I love I, that. I had to, yeah, I had to force myself. It wasn't easy. You know, I, I know. just wanted to go it's home. It's hard. We get into our. Yeah. Into our so I ended up right. checking out kind of three places. One, I was like, oh, that's a nice coffee shop. I'm going to come back on the weekend, you know, and yeah. check it out. Good. But, okay. So you guys who don't yeah. know this, what Susan's talking about, what we're talking about is doing the five flirts. And she's talking about doing her one flirt that she's going to do seated, or maybe you're going to do more than one, but at least one flirt where you seat yourself somewhere, you go alone go to a place where you like the look of the people. You think the people are interesting. You might meet someone. She's looking at these coffee shops. I've had people go to dog parks, golf courses, whatever. Plant yourself for 45 minutes to an hour so that somebody can approach you or you can approach somebody, depending if you're feminine or masculine. Um, And they can have a chance. You can have a chance to like have a conversation. So that's what Susan's talking about. She's finding her, her, um, her seated flirt places. Okay. Well, good work. I'm excited to hear what happens next. Okay. Thanks, Chloe. You're welcome. Thanks for sharing. Okay. We have a little bit of time left. Helen, how can I help you? Hi, Chloe. Hi, how are you? 
I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. What's going on? Um, I just, I was a little confused about um, something you said versus something my therapist has been working with me on. And it has to do with when you're on a date, um, she's telling me that I should be the one doing the interviewing. And she's, she's all about empowerment and taking action because I've had issues of falling into like patterns of learned helplessness and being Mm -hmm. too passive, um, losing myself in relationships and right. So she wants to bring out some of your masculine side. Right. But I, it kind of contradicts, you know, your advice and I'm, I'm, just barely starting to chat with people online um, for online dating and I'm kind of new to it. And I'm just curious, like, should I be asking a lot of questions or should I let even just through chatting? There's not one, there's not a right or wrong answer. It really has to do with what you want and who you are and you can try it both ways But if you want to be in the feminine energy and you want your feelings cherished, then you're discovering (laughs) about the other person, at least initially, is going to be through listening. And certainly if something hits you wrong and you need clarification, absolutely ask. Okay. Um, But if you take the role of interviewing then you are naturally going to be encountering people, um, choosing people, having longer interactions with people who also want their feelings cherished. And so you're going to have to cherish their feelings and get your thoughts respected because you're the one taking control. You're the one asking the questions. You're the one putting them through their paces. I completely understand why she's telling you that because she's con- or he is concerned about this, that your masculine side is not taking care of your feminine side. Right. And I've, I've really like, I was in an 18 year relationship and marriage. Then the, the, the first guy I dated, I ended up in a long-term relationship with him. Then the next guy I dated, I ended up in a almost 10 year relationship with him. And she's like, you want them to like you, but you don't even evaluate if you like them. And like, you're just ending up in relationships because they showed interest in you. Um, you didn't evaluate if, if they're what you want. So, right. Take, but so that's ask, something that can happen in turn. You know what I mean? Like that's something, I mean, I, I get what she's saying. that's something that can happen without you asking questions. Yeah. Right. You can learn about somebody without asking them a direct question. That's a good point. You know, (laughs) and in fact, a lot of times when you do ask people direct questions, you don't get a straight answer because ultimately people are about their deeds, right? They can say a lot of great stuff, but if their words don't line up with their deeds, it doesn't really matter what they say. I did a okay. I did a reel on that today, which is like some sometimes people are saying are kind of playing this game where they're like, well, you gotta separate the person from their behavior. You actually don't gotta do that because people <laughs> are the sum of their behaviors. Right. You know, okay. so I'm all for you being aware 
and being in the situation and on, but I think it's kind of like you can approach it either way. You know, if you're cherishing your feelings and he's, if you make him aware of your feelings and he's not cherishing them or you're cherishing, you know what I'm saying? Then you are going to know that he's not right for you. Right. 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 It's going to be okay for him to take control if he's cherishing of you. He can take care of you if he cares about how you feel. If he doesn't, then he's a, then he's a controlling jerk. So either way, you're going to find out. And if you want a more masculine person, my only thing is I suggest you listen more than you question. You can question it in your mind and come to me and talk about it. And you can talk to your girlfriends about it, but especially when you first meet somebody, if you're going to be like directly questioning him, you might end up in a power struggle with somebody that you might otherwise like. And so that's just what I want you to avoid because you are kind of authentically feminine energy. You know, that's my impression of you so far. Yeah. I want to see you get your feelings cherished and Obviously, you have to be conscious enough of your feelings to get have that happen. Right. Um, so it, it is okay, though, to ask some questions naturally. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, nobody does it perfect. You don't have to do, you know, it all, all the time. It's just if you come out, sometimes if you come out with too many questions in the beginning or you take control too much, you either scare the guy off if he's masculine because he doesn't want to have a power struggle, right? right? Or if he's an alpha and he can kind of go one way or the other, you start start to set the blueprint that you're the one in control and you're the one who's going to be doing all the work. And if that's what you want, that's fine. Um, but it's going to be hard then for you to get your... He's going to get confused if he then... Look, you can do it that way especially as you get older, sometimes you have to finesse it a little bit where if you start with an idea, then he responds with the feeling. And if he starts with an idea, then you respond with the feeling. And when you get more into the relationship, you can finesse it a little bit more. Okay. Um, But like in the beginning, it's hard to switch up, switch it up too much because it's confusing for him mainly. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> remember, men okay. have that single-minded thing. Right. If, okay. If they're like, holy shit, what, you know, and the other thing is, is that, you know, I know that you guys aren't real eager to show your vulnerability to men because you've been hurt in the past, but the right man is going to cherish you. Like Raul was saying, the right man is going to want to give to you. And that's goal. He's going to get something out of that because men need to do good to feel good and women need to feel good to do good. So that's how the complementary energies work. And if you, you're not, so in, in a sense, if, if you're asking questions and you're taking control and you're doing all that, you're not really getting out of it, what he could be getting, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the dystonia there. It's, it is confusing because I'm extremely logical, analytical. I'm like very educated science nerd, you know, but then 
I, I really do want my feelings cherished. Right. So, so, you know, you can use that whole science side in your work, you know, with your colleagues or even with your friends, if you want, and, you know, maybe occasionally too with your partner, but in the conflicts or the awkward situations, you want to be taking that more receptive role. Okay, great. That your feelings cherished primarily. Thank you, Chloe. You're welcome. I hope that answered your question. Okay. Okay. I'm going to put into the chat one more time my credentials. If you guys want to um, connect with me during the week, I plan on being back here next week, of course. And um, if you have questions, you can reach out to me. In the meantime, we can set up a session. I work with men. I work with couples. I work with women. I work with teenagers. Um, so we can set up a private. You can set up for one of the modules. Um, and this session will be recorded. So you can check it out on my podcast as well or on YouTube. Um, and if I don't hear from you, I will see you next week. Bye.